On the Bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. Baby, you a song, you make me want to roll my windows down and cruise. Hey, good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live on this Thursday. Casey Gisclair here. We've got a full... 90 minutes of sports talk, man, I, it is crazy. You know, like sometimes, look, here on the AM side of things, we've got a like kind of a flexible, fluid schedule. If we're a minute or two over or early or late, it's not a big deal. I'm over here marveling at the fact that my show intro theme started at exactly 1130. So Ken and Buddy are on their P's and Q's today, like 11-3-0-0-0. My entrance plays, they timed their show out. To a T. I'm going to have to. I got big shoes to fill in the next 90 minutes. But anyway, uh, let's go to the phone lines right away. We're going to start off the show going to Stan Gravois. We were supposed to have him on Tuesday. Had some things come up. So we're going to do our Terrebonne General Thursday instead. Stan, good morning, my friend. How are you today? Uh, doing good. Hey, it starts with a T. So that's, that's uh, at least right. we got that, right? That's right. <laughs> um, it is that fun time of the year, man. I got to tell you because, okay, look, I. On Saturday, went to Edie White's team camp and watched basketball all day. Then Tuesday, I went to Central Lafouche and I watched South Lafouche, Central Lafouche, Thibodeau play. Then, oh yeah, right around the corner this morning, I'm filling out credential requests because there's the Manning Passing Academy next week, which kind of reminds you that, hey, football's around the corner. I go on Facebook last night, I see seven on seven videos. If you want to find something to do, yeah, it's hot. Yeah, you know, whatever it may be. But there are a lot, a lot of high school sports going on right now. No doubt. And, yeah, it is hot. And I'd encourage everybody to be safe, even if you're going and taking in the Manning Passing Academy. Be safe because I don't remember it being this hot this early. You, it, it feels like an August hot right now. So uh, do be careful. But high school is clicking right along. And uh, maybe it's just because we didn't see it like this the last few summers. So it's kind of different for us. Uh, we were spoiled, and then, of course, when COVID comes along, we get away from it a little bit, and now we see it at full tilt. And, again, the LHSA doesn't regulate anything during the summer, so everybody's getting after it. You mentioned those camps you went to. Here in the Homa area, Terrebonne High is sort of the hotbed because, obviously, you can't do anything over at Ellender or South Terrebonne right now. So Terrebonne is hosting Allender Memorial's Basketball League. So they're doing that on Tuesday nights. And then you have Wednesday morning, seven-on-seven football over at Tom B. Smith Stadium where you have all of the local teams who are there. And as uh, Tyler Lewis mentioned to us, I think it was on on the sports corner, he does a deal where the offensive and defensive linemen get a little work in too. So that happened all yesterday. And uh, throughout this week, we're going to see Swampland. And the weather's been cooperating as far as not getting any rain goes. So you're getting a lot of Swampland games in. Uh, There's a little soccer league that's going on. So, yeah, you're right. If you want to find it, it's out there as far as sports goes. I don't know if this is public knowledge yet. The fact that, you know, he's going to be signing, obviously, is public knowledge. But I'm not going to give the school away just in case they don't want it out there just yet. But Eli David of Vanderbilt Catholic is going to be signing a, a collegiate baseball scholarship today on campus on top of you know Josh Pierce, who's already signed, on top of several others around the area who've already signed. A couple South Terrebonne guys have signed, and Ben Martin, and there are others in the area. 
Um, a lot of our great baseball talent is moving on to bigger and better things, and it's awesome to see. And congratulations to Eli David, who's the next one who's going to be putting pen to paper. Just a great player and just a wonderful, wonderful person on top of that. Yeah, you kind of saw this coming, no doubt, you know, because he was always sort of that that model catcher, right? He was a guy who could play back there and do everything defensively really well, and he could hit the ball well. So it was just a matter of time. I think that people should not get too bent out of shape if someone does not sign to play baseball on the next level before their high school days are over. Because that's sort of not the norm anymore. The norm now is is to get into the summer and have it happen. Now, listen, there's nothing wrong with an early signing period. There's nothing wrong with signing before you finished. But I think because we see so much happen throughout the summer – that a lot of these kids sort of take their time and they see what pans out. And I think it's even going to happen more and more in the future with the portal. I think if a kid was really smart and they're coming out of high school and they have the opportunity to play on the collegiate level, you might want to let that portal play out right after the collegiate season, whether it's a four-year school or kids who are going to be moving up from the JUCO situations. Let it happen, and then you sort of make your decision so I don't think Eli David's the last one. I think we've got a few more in our area that we're going to see signed to play on the next level, and that's always exciting. You just want them to have the opportunity, and it seems like we've got a few more that are in line. And that's the best part about what they're doing with Joe with the Hogs is that they're going playing before like college coaches on college campuses. And I know there are a lot of players that, you know, just from what he was telling me, and some of them aren't even 12th graders, are graduating seniors. Some of them are guys who are maybe going to be 12th graders next year or whatever that are impressing and are getting the opportunity to shine because they're playing before, you know, those audiences of coaches and scouts. And that's probably the best thing about what they're doing over the summer with that club is they're getting the kids exposure and, and being seen by the right people. They are getting exposure, but make no bones about it. Joe's out there to win now. Yep. I mean, oh, that's yeah. not, you know, his main thing is to take those kids out there and to win and when they play, whether it be Dizzy Dean or, you know, a few years ago it was Babe Ruth, uh, before that, even when they were playing American Legion, it is to win. It is to go out there and compete and win, and he's going to try and put the best product out there. Now, it goes without saying, the byproduct of all of this is, is that if you're playing at the highest level, you got kids that can play at the highest level, so there are going to be guys that look at them. And not only that, a lot of times the venue that they play in is going to be a collegiate venue, whether it's playing in Hammond, whether it's playing you know, at USM in Hattiesburg, uh, whether it's playing at Pearl River Community College where they play a lot of their games, or Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. They're on those campuses, so it's kind of neat. The, the stage is not too big for any of these guys. That's sort of you know, what I would like to see happen at Nichols, but it really doesn't at Didier Field. You don't see a lot of tournaments come into Nichols and play at Nichols but you do sort of see it in Hammond you see it a little bit over at UL of course you don't see it at the box too too much uh but all that being said I, I think it's a situation where it's only good for the players but I do want people out there because a lot of people ask me hey are the Hogs a showcase team and I don't think that Joe would want to be defined as a showcase team he's a competitive team and if the byproduct is somebody getting a college scholarship great yeah no doubt about that uh we're getting close to mid-june oh not mid we're not getting close we are in mid-june we're getting close to late june um we still have a vacant football coaching position in our area 
with Central Lafourche. It's a vacancy that has just recently opened, so I understand that. Um, parents there are worried. You know, I got people that are texting me constantly, and they're not hearing a whole lot. I'm not hearing a whole lot. Now, I guess the only solace that I could give them is that HL Bourgeois came open like a couple weeks before the season started, and that team ended up having a great year kind of piecing it together. But it is a wild set of circumstances, and I'm curious to see how that all shakes out. Well, you know, HL Bourgeois is a totally different yes. circumstance where you had, at least you had an assistant coaching staff. These guys don't have a full uh, assistant coaching staff, so I don't, I don't know what's going on there right now, what process they're doing. I do know this. I'm with you. There are a lot of proud Central Lafouche graduates who are sort of scratching their head right now. Uh, I had the fortune of going out to H.L. Bourgeois' fundraising golf tournament over at Ellendale Country Club on Monday, and it was interesting in the afternoon when we were just sort of sitting around shooting the breeze and talking, we had a bunch of guys from Central Lafouche who happened just to go play. They went play with some of their H.L. alumni friends, and they were sitting there, and they were asking the questions. This is I'm talking about some really proud, good athletes who went to Central Lafouche years ago are sitting there going, this is crazy. And they're, they're getting to the point where they want to know where this is coming from. Is this parents? Is this the administration there? Is this the administration in the central office? Who is, who is the reason that this proud community school can't get a coach? What, what's going on here? And I think they want some questions answered. The one thing that was pretty much unanimous with everybody that was there from Central Lafouche. They don't have a clue who might be next in line. They they just they're totally lost on who might be like next in line. You know they were throwing out there. I don't know if you remember a good athlete there, Brad Smith, actually coaches at Lutcher High School, and they were like, you know, so we reach out to him and say, hey, and he's like, no, nah, I'm not going back. And when you can't get your alumni to come back. There's something going on. So, yeah, they they got to find out what it is, and they sure don't have a whole lot of time to find it out. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Now let's talk about brighter times. In one week, you guys are going to be crowning a new induction class into the Athletic Hall of Fame out there. I know a lot of work goes into that, much like we asked you about before the baseball game. You kind of see that light at the end of the tunnel and all the fruits of your labors are about to be coming up to the surface here. I know that's a special night. It's a special class. It always is. And I know you guys are super excited to induct a new class into the hall. Been a really good week as far as the excitement around here. People who are, you know, jumping in and making sure they got their tickets. I think Elmi Savwa, who is the head of our foundation, told me that there was very limited seating left, if any. So I, I honestly couldn't tell you that. I know by Saturday, maybe when we go on air, I can give you the statistics related to if there's any seats left. But I want to mention those guys again. Bob Brunet from LaRose High School, Art Cantrell from South Lafouche High School, Leonard Hughes, a graduate of Terrebonne High School, but of course was the major part of Leonard, uh, excuse me, Candies and Hughes drag racing. Troy Johnson, a South Terrebonne graduate who played for the Cardinals for two years for the uh, Pittsburgh. Steelers for a couple of years, uh, Ski Roussel from Thibodeau, who played over in uh, southern Mississippi, actually out of high school, but then went on to play for the Saints and for the Redskins for a while. And I'm missing one guy, oh, Kenneth Dixon, our friend, actually. You know, Kenneth Dixon, unfortunately, going in posthumously, 
passed away a little over a year ago, but the things he did on the high school, I think he's sort of that guy, Casey. You know, when you think about it, you're trying to describe Kenneth Dixon to people because he's a coach going in. And, you know, Skip Bertman sort of brought baseball to Louisiana, right? Before that, it was it was really pedestrian. I think that's sort of what Kenneth Dixon was. He was that guy who kind of brought girls basketball to the forefront in our area, and and he certainly should be recognized for that. So, again, he'll be going in. And, again, next Thursday night, it's on June 23rd over at Cypress Columns. Doors open at 530 to try and get things going a little bit after 6 o'clock. It's really a fun evening. Uh, if anybody wants more information, it's very simple. You just go to brahoff.com, B-R-A-H-O-F, Bayou Region Athletic Hall of Fame. Dot com and uh, you can find out more information. Beautiful. The U.S. Open is this week out in Massachusetts. Uh, there's a crowded field, and so far, good leaderboard with Rory McIlroy amongst three that are tied atop at three under par. John Rahm is lurking at one under par. John Rahm's round is actually finished for the day, so he's in a good spot. Um, I think this is a fascinating U.S. Open. Not that there ever is one that's not, but because you got you know your PGA Tour guys. And you've got your 20 or so, as you know, the golf world would like to have you believe, the Rebels, you know, Dustin Johnson and, you know, DeChambeau and the other guys that have left the tour. How fascinating would it be if you had, like, let's say, a McElroy and a DeChambeau in the final pairing on a Sunday? <laughs> there are ways where this could get very, very dicey over the weekend, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, it could get interesting. And what is also interesting, obviously, with Live Golf and what's going on there. When you have a DeChambeau and even a Mickelson, they always have sort of teetered to a lot of people as being that villain. So it makes Liv look a little bit more villain-like. Dustin Johnson sort of a wild card because he just sort of goes about his business, you know. And I think when he went over, that raised a lot of eyebrows. And, and all of the people who are running out there saying bad things about Liv, which, you know, they certainly have their right to do so, it, it it makes it a little harder when you have a Dustin Johnson who's there. Even like an Ian Poulter is like polarizing and, and those type guys. So, you know, you mentioned DeChambeau in the final pairing. That definitely would be good versus evil, or at least Rory McIlroy portrays himself as being good. Uh, I would be curious to see if it's Dustin Johnson in that last group because that's going to make a lot of – that would give, I think, Liv the most credibility – that they possibly could give them. A decent guy who doesn't get in people's business too, too much, who made it there, who's not over the hill, who some people think may be the best golfer in the world, is in the final pairing. That would be interesting to me. You know what's crazy? And, you know, I'm not going to get political about this, but I just think it's crazy that, like, a lot of these tour guys are, like, making the live guys out to be bad guys because – you know, they're they're leaving when Charles Schwartzel made $4 million for winning last week. The winner of the PGA Tour event, McElroy, got 1.3. It's a basic economic decision, and we could play morals and values and say, oh, the money over there is dirty or whatever it may be. I'm of the belief in the opinion that if you trace big money far enough, you're always going to find some sort of scum on it, no matter where it comes from. I think that as long as the money discrepancy is that wide, we're going to see more and more guys go over. 
And I think this thing is just getting started. We're just reaching the beginning of what's going to be a long iceberg and some change in the world of golf. Well, if you go back and you think about your just not that long ago, your Jordan Spieth and your Justin Thomases, who are now your hot you know, commodities related to golf, there are those guys who are coming up right now, correct? So they're going to be starting to make those decisions now. And that's where it's going to be interesting. You know, yeah, sure, Justin Thomas and, and Rory McIlroy and Jordan Spieth and all of these guys, they've made their money on the tour. It's these younger ones who are going to be sitting there going, I'm going to bet on myself. And not only am I going to bet on myself, I'm going to bet on myself big time. Uh, you know, it still remains to be seen how much traveling goes along with all of this. And the other thing is, is I think because Greg Norman is associated with it, there are a lot of people that automatically tab that as being evil. So anybody who goes to it becomes evil, right? And then you have a Kevin Na who kind of is a slow player. So everybody's kind of saying, oh, well, I'm glad that guy's going. To me, that, that part of it's stupid. I mean, if somebody goes, let them go. And then you just continue playing the PGA Tour and say, hey, I'm here. They're there. Let's play. You know, instead of all of this, oh, man, I can't believe they did this, or, you know, they're, they're evil people and stuff. It, it, it's just gotten to be a little ridiculous in my eyes. I agree. We've got NBA Finals Game 6 tonight. When we last spoke, man, I'm over here, oh, I don't know if the Warriors are going to win another game. Ha, ha, ha. Well, the Boston hasn't won a game since then, so the Warriors are leading 3-2, to two, but Boston is back home. Boston did rally from 3-2 to two behind against Milwaukee. Do you think that they have it in them to do it again, or do you think Golden State's ready to just ice this down? Because you said at the beginning of the series it'd be the Warriors in six. Do they have what it takes to close out on the road in a rowdy environment? Well, you know what? Here's the, here's the chicken answer. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I have not. I don't know that I've been right on anything except that I did think the Warriors would win this last game. I, I don't know why. I just sort of thought they would. But tonight, I, I could very well see Boston winning the next two. I really could. Now, I did go with Golden State, and I'll stick with that. And, heck, I'll stick with it in six because it was said. But the fact is is that it would not surprise me at all if Boston does. We have as good of a – this is the way I like the finals to be. It's not, you know, I, I don't like the uh, overwhelming superstar other side of it. Even – even with Steph Curry, who's probably the best player left, you know, in basketball right now, playing basketball, uh, it's still not a superstar-studded type thing, you know, and, and, and that's what I like about it. So I am enjoying it, but to say that I would, you know, put down tons of money on either team right now, the answer is no. I, I'm not sure how it's going to play out. 100%. I have not wagered a nickel on any of the NBA Finals games for that same reason. I may have taken a prop or two here or there. You know, hey, I like Curry to score this many points or whatever, but I have not touched the end result in any game in this entire series. Now, we've got the College World Series beginning tomorrow uh, out in Omaha. We've got Oklahoma, Texas A&M, Notre Dame, Texas, Arkansas, Stanford, Ole Miss, and Auburn. First and foremost, do you have a favorite? And then second, my goodness, six of the eight teams are either in the SEC or are about to be in the SEC when you include Oklahoma and Texas. What a baseball conference the SEC is going to be in the coming years when you got six of the final eight who are about to be in the same league. 
You know, you and I differed when we were talking about what teams we were pulling for related to getting to the College World Series, and we differed in one main area, and that was Tennessee. I, you know, I just didn't like some of the annex of Tennessee. But this I will say, and I will still say it, even after they're not going to the World Series, Tennessee is the best team in college baseball. Yep. I really believe that. I believe that whoever wins this thing, if they play she might win seven of the ten games. I really believe that. So with that being said, after it was all said and done, I was disappointed that I didn't want Tennessee to get there because if Tennessee would have got there, you'd have only had one odd team that wouldn't have been from the <laughs> SEC play. You could have basically had your SEC tournament and named your national champion right after the SEC tournament. I think it's phenomenal. I think it's absolutely great and uh Listen, I'm 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 all for it. The one team I don't mind if any of the uh, SEC teams win, except for, and you're gonna love this, Texas A&M. Hey, I just, I, yeah, I just I I don't want Texas A&M to win. Maybe that's because I have that passion now because my son lives in that area <laughs> around College Station, and he can't tolerate it being an LSU grad. Uh, the other thing is, is that it sort of makes me feel like. Oh, and I hate to say this because I think Jay Johnson's going to be a good coach. But evidently, no matter what you do think about Texas A&M, that Schlossnagel fellow must be a really good coach. He just went into that school when nobody thought they were even going to get into the SEC tournament, and now he's competing for a national championship. So, huh, good, you know, good for him. You, you know, maybe Auburn. Maybe Auburn. I, I really like DeShera, you know, the big first baseman. So uh, m- maybe Auburn might be my favorite. How about this? You know, I remember when Ole Miss came into the box, right? They were below 500 in SEC play, and the word on the street was like, okay, this is a Les Miles situation. Remember how Les Miles had that game where, like, he coached against Texas A&M, but we all knew he was out. Well, he ended up not being out, but we all kind of knew he was out, and there was a lot of rumors and speculation. That's how Mike Bianco was whenever they came to LSU for that three-game series. Everybody was like, okay, yeah, it's his last hoorah. He's going to get fired at the end of the year. There were whispers at the time that Ole Miss might not even make the SEC tournament. They were struggling. They sweep LSU in the box. They win two out of three a couple other times. They get into the SEC tournament. They're the last team into the NCAA tournament. Now what do you do? Like, you can't get rid of them now. <laughs> so they're, they're, they're kind of in an awkward situation. No, I, look, I think he's a good coach. I wouldn't mind if he'd ever come to LSU, to be honest with you. And I know one time he had an opportunity to do it, and it was his decision not to. And another time, he was not given the opportunity. So I, I was all for him coming here. I think he's a really, really good coach. I think sometimes you got to get lucky in the, in the bracket. And quite honestly, I don't think there's a team out there that was scared of Miami of Florida. Now, there was a day and time where everybody would have been scared of Miami, but not anymore. And I thought, man, that's, that's where you want to be. You know, they send in Arizona across the country down there, and Arizona's not that good. And they're sending Ole Miss down there to play with Arizona and Miami. Ooh, that's a good deal. Now, I do believe this. If LSU could have got through that regional, and I know that's a woulda, coulda, shoulda, uh, it might have been a little different, and I think that LSU probably could be playing it, but that, again, would have, could have. Uh, and when they had Southern Mississippi, Southern Mississippi probably was pressing so much. 
but they really blasted Southern Mississippi too. I I wouldn't I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Ole Miss do well, but I do think if you rank those teams and how they might finish in this thing, I would imagine that Ole Miss is going just doesn't have it to, to to move through to win it all. Yep, I agree with that. Well, man, this is gonna be the end of our interview segment for this week, but the good news we get to do it all over again in two days on Saturday. Thanks so much for the time, buddy. Thanks, Casey. Have a great week. You too, man. That is Stan Gravois doing a great job, as he always does, uh, talking everything with Stan. Oh, we got all so much that we could talk about with him. Let's do this. Let, I was going to get off with Stan at about 11, uh, 48-ish, and then catch a break and then do a short, you know, kind of high school-related segment. But because we ran a little bit long, we're going to talk a little bit about some things going on in the headlines, catch a break. Then we'll go to James Schilling at noon to talk about the U.S. Open. Um. There's a whole lot going on right now in the high school ranks. If you, um, we were talking about this with Stan earlier in the segment. It's fascinating to me how much summer sports have grown. When I was in high school, you would get together and like kind of work out every once in a while, but there was no seven on seven. There was no. You know, we're going to go play against this school. And there were some camps and stuff here or there. But that was mostly a thing of, all right, if you want to go and do it, you go and do it, you spend your own money, you go do what you got to do to get yourself better. Now, in many instances, like teams and programs are forking over the money to get their linemen some work or to get you know, their quarterback and receivers out to the Manning Passing Academy, which is next week, by the way. Looking forward very much so to being out there for that. Um so there are so many opportunities. Basketball. I mean, I'm opening up my phone calendar right now to tell you, like, okay, there was basketball Monday at Terrebonne, Tuesday at Central Lafouche, Tuesday at Terrebonne for the girls, Tuesday at E.D. White for the boys, Wednesday at Terrebonne for the boys. Tonight there was supposed to be girls basketball. Thibodeau ended up getting postponed. Tonight at E.D. White for the boy, like every single night you could go and watch somebody play. And then there's Swampland Baseball where, you know, they're playing three, four, five games a week sometimes. And especially now, like we had the rare summer where it's not raining. <laughs> Usually Swampland is a wreck because every afternoon in Southeast Louisiana in the summer, you get that little afternoon shower. We haven't had that. So they're not getting rained out. They're able to play almost every single day. And then, oh, yeah, now we do soccer summer league. We do softball summer league. Like, every sport just about is getting in their work. It's awesome to see. It's great for the kids. And I think that one of the biggest things, because, look, our area was behind. 20 years ago, our area was behind in terms of getting kids recruited, getting kids scouted, getting kids opportunities. And the easy thing that a lot of former athletes say is, oh, man, my coach didn't help me. You know, I didn't get any tape out there. And, yeah, that's part of it, right? But another part of it is just there wasn't this year-round exposure, so we would maybe start to fall behind. That's not present anymore. There are things to do, oh, plenty. And it is a great thing for our area. <laughs> it's a great thing for me as a reporter in the area because there's never a downtime. There's never an off season. There's always something to pay attention to. And then, oh, yeah, selfishly as a fan, it eases that gap. It shortens the bridge between the summer months where we're out of school 
and then the fall months whenever we're back in school and we're getting ready for football and for jamborees and you know that first Friday night in the fall. And then also can't forget about, you know, Saturday nights at John L. Guidry Stadium and, you know, Tiger Stadium and then the Dome on Sundays and everything. So football stadium, uh, football stadium, football season is getting closer. Looking at the calendar, we're June 16. You do the math. July 16 is one month. August 16, that's two months. By the time we get to August 16, we're playing preseason games and stuff. August 16, that's going to be the week of like scrimmages and stuff for high school, inter-squad scrimmages. And the week after that, It'll be, you know, one team going and playing another team in a scrimmage. Then the week after that, it's Jamboree. So we're about two months away from really being in the pressure cooker of, hey, man, we're about to have a whole lot of fun. And I'm knocking on wood as I say that because the last two years, we thought the same things and COVID had other plans in 2020. And then Ida had other plans in 2021. God willing, we're going to be able to have a smooth ride because Lord knows the kids need it. Lord knows everybody in the communities need it as well. Let's catch a break when we get back. James Schilling of Nichols Golf. We'll talk about the U.S. Open. We'll talk about Live Golf. We'll talk about who Coach Schilling thinks is going to be a player this week out of the U.S. Open. And, well, of course, we'll also talk some Nichols Golf. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. It's the Ram. Make the switch event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season well this year go with industrial power systems your only local power generation professional serving lafouche for over 18 years we offer sales service installation and maintenance on all major brands of residential commercial industrial and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry generac cola briggs and stratton cummins onan and many more industrial power systems power is our middle name call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in galliano Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. First, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for trusting us to help serve you in these trying times of post-storm recovery, and thank you for your patience during our expansions. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Yep, it's that time of year, Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's fishing rodeo, we also have adult, kids, kayak, and we added the offshore division. Proceeds from this rodeo go to swimming lessons, life rings on the Grand Isle Beach, scholarships, and bringing awareness to water safety. There will be plenty of food, drinks, activities for the kids, and the whole family. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo coming this July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you.
It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We thank Stan Gravoff for his time in the last segment. And look, what we didn't get a chance to do at the open of the show is thank our sponsors. So let's do that before we get to the phones. The Blue Boot Rodeo, the 2022 Blue Boot Rodeo, will be held July 7th through 9th at the Grand Isle Marina, located at 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion, Southland Dodge and Homa. Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. How about Dufresne Building Materials? Got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot. 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Seven days a week at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. Buzz Off. The only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And then also Golden Motors, where price is priority. Proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. We go to the phone lines for our second calling guest. One of my favorite guests to have on, Mr. James Schilling of Nichols Golf Coach. Schilling, good afternoon, my friend. How are you today? Good afternoon, Casey. Uh, thanks for having me on your show. Yes, sir. It is a fun time of the year. We'll talk about the Open and then all the drama on the tour in just a second. But first, uh, you've been out on the road recruiting, and I know you can't give me tons of specifics, but has the, the recruiting pitch been pretty good to you all so far in the last couple of days? Have the kids been receptive? Yeah, it's uh a lot of kids that we're looking at, you know, we've 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 kind of have a good cycle going of players with the number of guys we have returning, the new incoming freshmen that we have coming in. So we're just kind of maybe looking at some younger players down the road and putting our eyes on them and uh, just kind of looking to see where, you know, how they're progressing and how they're growing year to year and what's what's changing in their skill set is it something that we think will fit our model for the for the, level, for the level of golf that we have to play here at Nichols in the uh, in the Southland Conference so what are some things that you're looking for because okay like a football you know coach they'll have 40 times they could evaluate or game tape or whatever basketball they're looking to see all right well as a kid you know is, is he tall is he six seven does he have long arms can he jump Baseball, you know, you're clocking, you know, how many miles per hour in the mound are they, whatever it may be. Golf's a little bit different uh, in terms of some of the metrics that you may be looking at. Do you pay much attention to size? Do you do you get any readings on club head speed or ball speed, or is it just simply kind of an eye test that you want to see how the kid looks? It's actually all those things combined, you know, and you and you take notes. And, you know, the, the, the players can change so much from year to year. I mean, that's what that's – so interesting. I mean, recruiting is kind of year-round. It's more of a year-round deal. But it's interesting for me as a as a as a former player. Uh, for example, whenever we go to East Ridge for the state junior, I mean, I played in that event as a junior golfer. It's interesting for me to see how the players of today compared to that compared to that how the courses hold up for what. But for one, but for more more specifically to your question. How does each uh, young man, in my case, change from one year to the next size-wise? Because if, if he grows, which a lot of these kids do, they're continuing to grow. Uh, that affects their clubhead speed, which affects how far they hit the ball. Uh, naturally, also another component is you know the older, the older they get, the more mature they hopefully mature they get mentally, and um, you know that's a that's another factor too. So. There's a lot of moving parts nowadays in athletics with, you know, players getting an extra year, with COVID year, with players being able to leave whenever they want, with the transfer portal. So there's a, there's just a lot going on. So it, it actually makes being on the road and recruiting even more more important than ever. So you touched on one piece of, of a question that I want to follow up with is you talked about, you know, a player getting bigger, but then also a player maturing. And, and okay, 
the thing about golf that I think is the most fascinating is you could shoot, you know, let's say a 70 one day and that's good. You know, everything went smooth. Everything went fine. But if you're a player like maybe me or some others, if you start off the next round the next day with a triple, then your whole rest of your day might be shot and you might shoot a 95. How much are you looking into that mindset of, hey, all right, this guy could handle it. You know, he keeps his composure. And, like, how big a piece of that is whenever you're, you're out scouting guys? Yeah, you know, you know every coach kind of has a different approach on how they handle recruiting, watching a player and stuff like that. Quite honestly, I like watching a player not when he's playing fantastic. I I enjoy watching a player and see if he has a bad break uh, or something unfortunate happens to him, uh, something that was really kind of freaky or strange on the golf course, something that really probably shouldn't have happened, like say maybe the ball would hit the tree and go out of bounds or hit a cart path and go out of bounds, and it really wasn't a, that bad of a shot. He just got unlucky. How does that person react to that? You know, do they do they come unglued? Do they come unraveled? Because odds are, if they're going to, you know, stuff's going to happen whenever you're playing golf, uh, and no different than any other sport. Um, typically, if a person can't handle a bad break or something that happens to him, uh, he's not going to be able to recover and get past that and go on to the next hole. You know, um, and then to be able to complete 72 holes, 54 holes, whatever the duration of the event is. So. Your best players that you see out there, you know, it's it's hard to tell if they're four under par or eight over par because they just continue to do the same thing. That's how they are able to shoot 68 or 67, four or five under during a round of golf because they don't get that worked up if they're one under through two, two under through three. They just continue to plot along. If you start to freak out or get excited because you're one or two under par, how are you ever going to get to six under? five under, seven under, right? So it kind of works both ways. The players that can shoot really low at the junior level are, are, are typically mentally just, and physically too, but definitely mentally ahead of their of their other playing competitors. Yeah, no doubt. I'm not surprised to hear that. that that's def- definitely good logic. Um, you guys are going to be watching the U.S. Open, I'm sure, as are most golf fans be played out in Massachusetts at the Country Club. So far, the morning flight has produced some uh, big-time names on the board. Rory McIlroy is about to finish up his round. He's four under par on, on top of the board uh, alone. John Rahm is one under. He's finished for the day. Uh, Adam Scott is one under, finished for the day. Uh, Xander Schauffele is even. There are some really good players. John Rahm, one under par. Um, so, man, it, it looks like it's shaping up, and we've got a whole other afternoon flight about ready to launch onto the course. But it looks like so far so good out there. What are some things you're expecting to see over the week over at the Open? Very different course than what we had from our last major. Uh, oddly enough, the same designer, redes- Gil Hans, redesigned both Southern Hills, which was totally different style course than the way this course is going to play, uh, the Country Club in Brookline. Narrow fair, small greens. Uh, tight fairways, typical typical of what you're going to have in a U.S. Open setup. You know, if Rory continues to hit the ball as well as he is, you know, he played well last week, too, as we all know. If, if, if he continues to hit the ball that well, tee to green and keep it in play, he he's going to be tough. You're looking for a guy that is really an excellent ball striker because you have to – it's very, very difficult in, in the U.S. Open. It's, it's, it's how it's designed to hit the old saying – People get tired of saying it, but fairways and greens 
hit it on the fairway, on the fairway, hit it on the green. They put a premium on that. Uh, the smash and grab of typically of a Bryson DeChambeau is just not going to work on a course like this typically. Very, very interesting. So there's the backstory now of, okay, you got your tour guys, and this is going to be the first time that they're going to be commingling and playing in the same event as the live golf guys, you know, the 20 or so that are in the field this week. So first off, will we see a live golf guy in the top 10 this week? Do you think? And if so, who do you think it might be that shines? I would say you're hot. Well, now Ustazen did really well in the uh, live golf tour. They've got some great players out there. A lot of the guys on the live tour older, except for, you know, Dustin Johnson. And, um, you're gonna you're gonna see some other players. You're gonna see some other names that will leave the PGA Tour and go to the Live Golf Tour. I'm just I, it's 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 going to happen. I don't know how well this course suits Dustin Johnson's game. You know I don't know. Um, but a person that's hitting the ball well, you, you know, say 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 a guy like Patrick Reed or or you know who stays and are hitting the ball really really well. Uh, again, fairways and greens, like we talked about. Any of there's four or five guys on the on on the live tour that could that that could do it this week. Uh, odds aren't there, but uh, there are some very capable players on that golf tour. And going forward, I feel you will see more de- people defect, if you want to call it that, or leave the PGA tour for the live golf tour. This isn't. This, this isn't stopping. I mean, about the only way it's going to stop is if it gets into litigation with people suing suing each other, the two tours suing each other, players suing people and stuff like that. But uh, people are acting like this isn't going to go away, and I, I just I, I firmly do not believe that at all. I, I think it's going to be here, and I think I think you'll see I think you'll see two more pretty big names leave for that tour um, fairly soon. Fairly I agree. I, I've been saying it all week and people are like kind of throwing stones, but like, here's the thing. Um, you know, Schwartzel made $4 million this past week, winning that tournament. Rory made 1.3 winning that tournament. Look, we could, we could discuss where the money comes from or whatever until the cows come home. It doesn't matter. It's still going to provide someone a living. And then all the things we talked about the last time coaches, there's just not a whole lot of risk there because the last place player got a hundred grand, and like it's just, it, I, I agree with you one hundred percent. This thing isn't going away, and it's easy to to throw stones at gallery sizes and different things like that. But we also have to understand that it was their first ever go at it. I think it's going to continue to grow, and I think you're one hundred percent right. I think there's going to be more and more players are going to look at that scene and say, you know, hey, I could get more money and do less work. I mean. That sounds like a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah, you know, especially your guys that are forty years and older. You know, they they can go and, and play in a three-day event. They're, they had there's guaranteed money. There's guaranteed money to show up. The only people that I would be concerned about um, on the live tour is I don't know if they're going to expand that list to forty-six or forty-eight players. I I, I don't know. So what I would be concerned about, say a guy like the NCAA champion, Turk Pettit from Clemson, he didn't. He left 
the PGA Tour, Corn Ferry Tour, whatever, to go over and play at Live Golf. What happens to those players if they say, who were on the Live Tour, like say a, a lower level player? What happens to them if more guys continue to leave the PGA Tour and go to the Live Golf Tour, but they don't expand the field size? What happens to those bottom level players if the PGA Tour said, well, you're banned, you're suspended for the PGA Tour, so we don't really care if you're getting bumped out because the PGA Tour players are coming over and taking your spot on the Live Tour. My point is those guys can be left with nowhere to play if that field size doesn't expand. But for the guys like names like Westwood and Mickelson and guys like that, they, they, they don't – look, I'm not being rude here. They don't care about the Canadian Open and the history and all this and that. They care about making money. That's what these that's, – that's, that's, that's what golf's based upon. For the PGA Tour to be throwing stones about the tour and stuff like that, the Live Tour is just like the PGA Tour. You have to earn your money. That's what's great about golf. That's why people like it. When, 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 you know, when a guy's going down in flames or has a terrible hole or makes goes like John Vandeveld in the British Open years ago and just has a meltdown, we all know what that's going to cost them, not only with the tournament and, and, and the championship, but, but, but with money. In golf, you have to earn your money, that, largely. So uh, politics, I can understand if you want to intertwine that. I'm not here to discuss that. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting here talking golf. This isn't going away. And I think you're going to see the PGA Tour become more and more forceful. But the money behind this Live Golf Tour, uh, they, can, they, can, they can do this easily and increase the purses for another five, six years if they want to. So I think you're going to see more guys do the PGA Tour. I mean, I just do. There's just there's too much money in there. I mean, if I would tell you right now, uh, okay, you can do the same. You can work less but make triple the money, quadruple the money. Uh, for most people, that's a, that's a pretty <laughs> tough decision to make. <laughs> right. Man, there's no doubt about that, man, and I, I think you're, you're spot on. Now, you talked about McElroy earlier. You said if he keeps hitting the well, he's going to be tough. He bogeyed 18, so he's now finishes round three in the partner share for the lead. Are there any other guys that you like in particular this week? I, man, I still can't believe that Shoffley hasn't won a major. I, I just think he's so consistent typically. I know he's been kind of working on a few other things, but he's so consistent up there. I, I just think he's going to eventually, you know, eventually break through. Um, Burns has kind of been hot and cold. I talked about this with you and Stan about two, three years ago, and I said, look, once Sam Burns, once he wins, he's going to win a lot of money and he's going to win tournaments, and that's exactly what he's done. Now, he hadn't really done it in a major yet, so is he going to be able to put, you know, four rounds together and get it done? So those are some guys that I would kind of that I would kind of look at. The PGA Burns just got off to a bad start, and he came back at the end, but he was too far behind. Like you said, four rounds of golf. One round will kill you. So, um, anyway, I, I – I find all this interesting, man. You, you know, I think you can kind of hear it in my voice. I've been following golf for so long. I'm such a fan of it. At all the levels, uh, LPGA Tour, the Symmetra Tour, which is a level below uh, the LPGA Tour. So, like, they're the women's AAA league, if you will, compared to baseball. 
uh, you know, the, the, the professional golf tour that, that we've had here in Homa for a number of years. Um, on to the Corn Ferry, to the PGA Tour, to the European Tour, Asian. Now you have the Live Golf Tour. I just find it so interesting to see how how, how these two, in this case, the two male tours, uh, top level, Live and PGA Tour, not PGA of America, PGA Tour, how those, how all this is playing out. It's been a constant soundbite for the game of golf, yeah. I mean, media-wise. <laughs> I mean, it's been, I mean, it's, it's, it's more, I mean, it's almost, well, I hate to say it, Tiger who right now because, there's just so much drama and back and forth between the whole groups. It's like a soap opera. I agree, and it is fascinating. I've talked about it every day this week. It is fascinating. Now, one guy that no one's talking about this week that may be shame on all of us because I saw a stat the other day, like in the last three or four U.S. Opens, only two or three players have beaten Brooks Kepka total. He's won a few of them. He's finished near the top. He's not been in good form. But this is still his favorite event and the event that he fares so well at. He's about to tee off in about seven minutes. Do you think he's going to be on the first page this weekend? Oh no, he's kind of been fighting through that injury a little bit. You know that he had, you know, so he's so he's kind of coming back from that. He had an equipment change too. I don't have any inside information, but I will tell you, I think he could be the next big name to leave the PGA Tour. Very interesting. To golf. I think, I think, I think uh, he could be your next big name. Think about it. Whose brother is on that tour? Yeah. His, his brother. His brother played at South Florida whenever we were regionals uh, last time at University Club. And do not be surprised if he would say work a deal where, hey, we're both, both my brother and I are going to be on this tour. And, you know, he's already won major championships. You know, uh, I, a lot of these younger guys, they're not too worried about the uh, Canadian uh, the, the Canadian Open when they go win $4.5 million, you know, <laughs> uh, playing less golf. I'm just, I just, listen, and I know, listen, my, my dad, you know, I spoke with him the other day and some of the, some of the more traditional, they're having a hard time with this. I mean, you know, they really are, but it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a different generation. It's no different than the transfer portal and other things that are going on that, you know, things have just rapidly changed and it's also changed in the golf world as well. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how Kepka does this week. Uh, but I, I kind of mentioned some other guys I like better. You know, it's, it's interesting because now you kind of sparked it in my mind. I'm thinking Kepka's always been a guy coach Schilling that, like, he'll play in the regular tour events, but, like, he's really not all that interested. Like, he doesn't win a whole lot in the regular events. He really wants to win those four major championships. That's where he plays his best. If he goes on over to the other side, he could still play in those events. Like, he can maybe have his cake and eat it too kind of thing. The only the only thing that's changed is since the last time we spoke with the Masters is talking about excluding people. They can do that because that's, that's, that, that's what the club decides to do. But they bet they might want to be careful doing that because the Live Golf Tour can they almost come up with something right at the same time or bigger than the Masters. And I know people think I'm I know people think I'm crazy saying that. But you think about what you just said earlier. Who stays and won over four million dollars for playing three rounds of golf, guaranteed cut? You, you said last place was about a hundred thousand. Last place, whenever you're playing a PGA Tour event, is ten percent of that maybe. Yeah. Or maybe a little bit more. I mean, maybe twenty grand. 
It depends on depends on the size of the purse. If you make the cut. If you make the cut. See, so like in New Orleans, whenever it was a stroke play event, you have 144 players, you cut to 72 in time. So if you miss the cut, you're spending all the money to get to travel, have your caddy, pay for your caddy practice, and you don't get any money. So the other two are saying, well, no, you're going to get paid, and then most of those guys are getting, well, they're all getting travel money, and a lot of your big names, look at how much Dustin Johnson got just to leave the tour. To, to leave the PGA Tour, he got, you know, a lot of money to do that. They would do the same thing for Kepka. They're just, they, they, they're just going to – the PGA Tour is going to have to be very careful because this other tour, they're just going to outspend them right now. Like, they, they, they just don't care. It's like just throwing money on the table. Oh, very, very interesting. We could do a whole show on this, but, Coach, we're up against the break. I thank you so much for the time, my friend. Happy early Father's Day, okay, man? Appreciate that. Let's everybody watch a good U.S. Open this week. It's going to be great. No doubt about it. Thanks, bud. Thank you. And is Coach James Schilling doing an excellent job, as always. He's got me all fired up. I, I know a lot of you aren't into the golf thing, but this is transformational, what's happening here. And I hope you guys realize and understand the ramifications of this. If this thing is successful, what's then stopping this big money, Middle Eastern money from saying, all right, let's do a basketball league. <laughs> what's stopping them from saying, all right, let's play Major League Baseball. Mike Trout, here's $800 million. I'm not saying that that's happening, but I'm just saying it opens up doors that we've never seen before. And if this is successful, it could transform what our entire sports landscape looks like. And that, to me, is fascinating. Let's catch a break. It's play-by-play when we get back. We'll go over the headlines, maybe talk a little NBA Finals and more. We'll be right back after this break on KLEB. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. 
markets. Views like home. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. Okay, people, summer's here. You know what that means. Oh, we could, we could fly. Yeah, it's time to make a splash at Hurricane Harbor Splashtown. Race down an epic slide, float down the lazy river, and catch a few waves. It's time to soak up some sun. Hungry? Bite into a serious burger. Want to make a few memories? Just add water. Remember, this is your summer. This is Hurricane Harbor, and it's better than ever. Tickets starting at just $34.99 at SixFlags.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We've got about another 30 or so minutes to spend with you all. We thank Stan and uh, Stan Gravois and Coach James Schilling for their time. Two really, really good interviews, man. I mean, just spending uh, about 20, 25 minutes with each, and we could have went the full show with each. Love to have Coach Schilling on because um, that dude just is connected. Like, he just knows so much about the game, man. Like, just a, a wealth of knowledge in our area in terms of the game of golf and uh, then Stan, of course, you know, it's like a, a damn uh, local high school sports encyclopedia, man. He's so connected in terms of what's going on and what's happening. And, you know, we both talked um, on air and privately. <laughs> it ain't good when neither he nor I are hearing anything about that central Lafouche position. Is you know, Usually one of the two of us will get kind of a lead and then we kind of leak it to the other. If he's not hearing anything and I'm not hearing, like, ugh, that's... Quiet is not good whenever you don't have a coach and it's June the 16th. That's not a good thing. But anyway, I want to talk about a couple of things here in the this segment of the show. We'll, we'll keep it local, and then we'll dive in the next segment into some like NBA and MLB-type stuff. We had some local swimmers do an excellent job in the Louisiana Special Olympics, uh, competing and, and winning medals and everything of the sort. First and foremost, shout out to Megan Danos, who's a local woman who actually was the coach of the team Louisiana Swimmers with Kenny Guidry. Um, they did a wonderful job. They competed very favorably. And the following swimmers earned medals. Michelle Heyer took sixth place in the 100-yard backstroke. Emily Heinrich took a gold, wow, winning a gold medal in the Special Olympics at the 100-yard breaststroke and a fifth place in the 200-yard freestyle. Jill Eagle took Gold, silver, and bronze, a gold in the 50-yard butterfly, a silver in the 4-by-50-yard free relay, and a bronze in the 50-yard freestyle. Alexandra Smith took a gold in the 50-yard backstroke, a silver in the 4-by-50-yard free relay, and fifth in the 50-yard freestyle. 
Michael Love took a silver in the 4x50-yard free relay, a bronze in the 50-yard butterfly, and a fourth-place result in the 50-yard freestyle. Sean Adams, he's a local guy from this part of the world, bronze medal in the 100-yard butterfly, and seventh in 100-yard freestyle. Patrick Black took a silver in the 4x50-yard free relay and fifth in the 50-yard freestyle. And last but certainly not least, Rodney Mellison takes home a bronze in the 50-yard freestyle and a fourth place in 50-yard backstroke. My congratulations to you all. That is an unbelievable job. The Special Olympic Games were out in Orlando. Um, Had a chance to meet with Sean Adams before he left. Actually met with him the day before he left for a little newspaper story we did on him in the Gazette. Um, I, I, I was about to say those kids. They're not kids. They're adults. Those people are amazing. They're, it's inspirational what they do. I was talking to Sean. Sean wakes up at like 4 or 5 a.m. and goes work out at Thibodeau Regional. The time and the effort and the energy that they put into what they do is incredible. Um, you know, they're, they're people who face some challenges, right? You know, they, they all have their own set of challenges that they face on a day-to-day basis. But there's no excuses being made. And they're willing to put in the time and the work. They're self-motivated. And Billy Nungest, who's our lieutenant governor, said it best in honoring the swimmers who did such a great job, said, these athletes are great Louisiana ambassadors and it is such an honor to support and cheer them on. They have great sportsmanship and are so inspirational. They represented Louisiana with such determination, dedication, and talent. Mr. Nungesser, um, extremely well said. I second that 100%. So congratulations to all of them for doing just an out-of-this-world good job and representing our area in style. In recent days, we've had the Louisiana Sports Riders Association name their baseball and softball all-state teams. I will tell you the locals who were honored uh, with all-state recognition. The softball list is a little bit lighter than the baseball list, which was kind of extensive. Class 5A, local all-state softball. Honorable mention goes to Heather Trish of HL Bourgeois. Congratulations, Heather. In 4A, we had a few. We had Kalen DeHart of Vanderbilt Catholic earned first-team All-State recognition. Congratulations. We also had Corin Talbot of Vanderbilt earned first-team All-District recognition. We had uh, Lizzie Mazur of Vanderbilt Catholic first-team All-State. Honorable mention, Vanderbilt Catholic again. Francis Boudreaux takes uh, honorable mention All-State in 4A. Also earning honorable mention are South Terrebonne players Anna Brune and Olivia Rhodes. And then also Ella Mabio of Assumption and Madison Gray of Morgan City, all honorable mention, all state honorees in Class 4A. In Class 3A, a couple of E.D. White Lady Cardinals earn honorable mention, all state recognition. They would be Cameron Becknell and Bella Bro. Congratulations, Cameron and Bella, on an amazing season. Then in 2A, we had four Homa Christian players earn all state, three on the first team, and one earning honorable mention. First team recognition goes to Alyssa Cadwell, Jaden, yeah, Jaden Vesso, and Destiny Pierce. Again, all of Homer Christian, second team all state. Not second team. Listen to me. First team all state in 2A. My bad. Let me start over. Class 2A all state recognition. First team honorees, Alyssa Cadwell, Jaden Yeso, and Destiny Pierce. First team all state in 2A. Classification. Honorable mention goes to Haley Henry of Homa Christian. 
And in 1A, we had three CCA players who get honorable mention All-State in Class 1A, Carly uh, Daze, Ellie Richard, and Isabella Trosclair. So congratulations to all of them for earning All-State after their respective seasons. Now, we also had several baseball players, uh, as you would expect, right? You know, you got state championship winning teams and teams that are making playoff pushes. We had a ton on the baseball side. So let's dive right into Class 5A on the baseball side. First team All-State recognition goes to Brody Bear of HL Bourgeois. And then honorable mention All-State in 5A goes to Ian Rodrigue of Thibodeau, Brandon Arsenault of Thibodeau, Ethan Lovell of Terrebonne, and Gavin Vordick of HL Bourgeois. 4A, we've just got a list. <laughs> First off, coach of the year goes to Mike Barba of South Terrebonne. Super well-deserved. Didn't have a home game. Stadium or, or field gets destroyed. Campus gets destroyed. They're going to school at HL Bourgeois. They're 0-6 in district. They rally it together, get into the playoffs, and just win the whole damn thing. So that's a job and a story that you can make a movie out of. He wins coach of the year. The most outstanding player in 4A uh, baseball was Owen Sheck Snyder of Vanderbilt Catholic. The big, dominant ace pitcher for the Terriers did such a wonderful job throughout the course of the season. It was 11-3 and on the year. Dynamic pitcher. Great location. Great velocity. Really good kid. He wins most outstanding player as well as, of course, first team all district recon- or all state recognition round, not all district. Also, first team all state: Josh Pierce of South Lafouche, Shea Petrie of South Terrebonne, Jonah Kale of South Lafouche, Jackson Martin of South Terrebonne, and Eli David of Vanderbilt. Just a who's who. You can make one hell of a batting order just out of the names that we've given you so far in Sheck Snyder, Pierce, Petrie, Kale, Martin, and David. Also getting honorable mention All-State in 4A, Cole Semino of Assumption, Ducherme of South Lafouche, Andon Dupree of Assumption, Dominic Archilla of Vanderbilt, Reese Turner of Assumption, Sage Revere of Assumption, Christian Arsenault of South Terrebonne, and Wes Alamont of South Lafouche. Whew, what a list. All from the same district. All-State honorees. From the same district, you got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 All-State players from the same district. It's no wonder we had two state champions. It's no wonder we had two other quarterfinalists. It's no wonder every team in the district made the postseason. 3A All-State, first team, Tyler Weimer of E.D. White, an excellent pitcher. An unbelievably good pitcher for E.D. White and Young. He's got some more time to grow. Honorable mention goes to Ethan Lee of E.D. White and Brendan Gobert of E.D. White. 2A All-State, honorable mention, Hayden Blanchard of Homa Christian. And last but not least, 1A All-State, we got a couple of first-teamers. Connor Mathern of CCA, J.T. Touton of CCA, and honorable mention goes to Peyton Trosclair of CCA. So that little trio out there for Covenant Christian, the big thumper pitcher on the mound, the big thumper slugger at first base, and then Trosclair doing a little bit of everything for CCA. They all earned their rightful spots on the All-State team as given by the LSWA. Congratulations to all the men and women. And, uh, man, what a year. What a year. This is a senior group on the baseball diamond on the softball circle that we're not going to forget for a long, long time. Let's catch a break when we get back. Talk some NBA Finals. Will it be over today? 
Ah, maybe so. I'll give you my thoughts on Game 6. It's play-by-play out of this break on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. If you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Yep, it's that time of year, Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and night in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's activities for the rodeo on Friday, we have DJ Frozen. We also have a cornhole tournament, followed by shorts in December. Saturday, we have bingo and mimosas. DJ Frozen again. Rough and ready, we have our awards, a live auction. And closing it out, we have junior lacrosse from 8 to 11. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo, coming this July 7, 8, and 9th in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Twenty more minutes of sports talk coming your way. We'll be back at the same time tomorrow. It's play by play here. Casey just glare. Had a long day. I usually wake up kind of late. Been up since like six something, man. Gotta, gotta do something about that. Can't be doing that too often. We want to thank our sponsors. It's the Blue Boot Rodeo. The 2022 Blue Boot Rodeo will be held July 7th through 9th at the Grand Isle Marina located at 158 Sandala Court at the Tarpon Pavilion. Southland Dodge and Homa. Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Seven days a week at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. Also, Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. 
and then also Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafourche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. So in this segment of the show, we'll talk some NBA, and maybe we'll dive into some other things too. You got game, game six, rather, of the NBA Finals, which will be tonight. Uh, the Golden State Warriors trying to close out the Boston Celtics. Uh, they lead 3-2 to two in a series that I think Stan hit the nail on the head. This has been a series that's been really hard to figure out, really difficult to kind of piece together. Sorry, had to pause the mic to sneeze. You guys know me by now. If you listen to the show regularly enough, you know my uh, chronic allergies. I'm always having to pause the mic to sneeze. Um, But it's been a series that's been really hard to figure out because after game one, I'm thinking to myself like, Boston's going to make this short and sweet. Then, you know, the Warriors come back in game two. Hey, no big deal. It's kind of a throwaway game, trying to get greedy when two in a row in the road. Game three, Celtics hammer them again. And you're thinking again, like, uh, yeah, I'm the I'm the idiot who sat on the air after game three. I don't think the Warriors are winning another game in the series. Game four, the Celtics just play extremely poorly and give away a game they could have won in the fourth quarter. Like they were very much in it down the stretch and just stopped scoring, just kind of gagged it away. And then game five kind of the same thing, just kind of gagged it away. They had a third quarter lead. Well, first they they weren't ready to play. Let's get that out of the way. They blatantly weren't ready to play. They played one of the worst first quarters I've ever seen an NBA Finals team play. We're losing 27-16. to 16. They weren't even playing that good. They should have been down by 20-plus. We're just shooting bad shots, terrible offense, turning over the ball. Then they survived. They play a little better in the second quarter and then dominate the third quarter and actually were leading for a lot of the third quarter. And then in the fourth quarter, just started doing stupid stuff and gave away a game in Oakland where the Warriors only shot 22% from three. But because they turned it over 18 damn times, they didn't win the game on the road and gave it away and now put themselves in a hole. I contend this, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just not seeing this right. Maybe I just need to reevaluate this. Maybe I just got to get my head out of, out of my behind and realize, hey, Casey, you're just biased because you don't like Golden State. I think Boston's better than the Warriors are. They have so much stuff that you would want to have. They've got more size. They've got more length. They've got more defensive versatility. They've got more depth of playmakers. Golden State just kind of gets playmaking from Curry and Poole, and that's about it. Maybe Draymond Green every once in a while. Boston gets it from Tatum, Brown, Smart, White. Even Horford's a good pass. Like, they've got more diverse playmaking. But what they don't have are rings on their fingers, whereas Golden State does. When Boston starts to look tense and kind of tightens up, sometimes there's a little bit too much water in the boat and they don't know how to get the boat to calmer seas. Whereas when things go bad for Golden State, it's not that same level of rush or panic. Can Boston win the next two? Yeah. Would I be surprised to see them drool all over themselves and you know, kind of be a wet fart tonight and lose on their own home floor? No, that wouldn't surprise me either. 
And that's what has been the most exciting thing about this final. Stan talked about this, and I agree wholeheartedly. The unknown. We have no clue what's going to happen. And haven't had a clue what's going to happen in the entirety of the series. The conspiracy theorist in me thinks, oh, there's no way the league's going to give up an opportunity to have Game 7 on Father's Day of that. Like, how could you time it any better? All right, what a sports Sunday it would be if you have the final round of the U.S. Open in the afternoon on Father's Day. Then at night, you turn on Game 7 of the NBA Finals. Like, what a sports Sunday that would be on Father's Day. Part of me says there's no way the league's not going to let that happen. So what we may see is Draymond Green getting in some early foul trouble, Curry getting in some early foul trouble, and Boston just kind of running away. But I don't know. After watching the last couple of games and seeing how the Celtics react and respond to adversity, I don't know that they could overcome it. I don't know that they could overcome it. And I do know this. Celtics are a three-point favorite tonight. I ain't touching that with a 20-foot pole. So I could see Boston winning by 15 I could see Golden State winning by seven. I could see Boston having a big lead and maybe almost blowing it and just winning by four or five. I, I could see so many different scenarios. I am not touching that spread nor that line with a 20-foot pole. No way. Even if it were a free bet from you know FanDuel or one of the apps or whatever, I wouldn't put fake money on that. I would rather go and invest fake money in some other things the Major League Baseball or whatever, where I think the odds and the situation are just far greater. A couple of keys tonight, if you're looking at Boston, you got to get Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum going. There's been something missing, and I get maybe that you know maybe it's nerves, maybe it's just hey, the Warriors are playing well defensively, but he's not going over 30 at any point in the series. He's only averaging 23 a game, and I say only. And that's a compliment to him because he's a 27-point-per-game score during the season. 23 points a game, 35% shooting. Like, he's just not playing well. And now it's starting to bleed into the other areas of the game. In the last two games, he's 5 of 11 from the free throw line. From the free throw line. So now he's not even scoring when unguarded. He's got to be better tonight. If he just gives you 22 on 8 of 24 shoot, you don't have a snowball's chance in hell of winning the next two games. He's got to be 30-35 points, efficient scoring, and doing the things that he did at times in the Miami series and certainly what he did you know, in the Brooklyn series to get them out of this hole. So I'm fascinated to see. That'll be 8 o'clock tonight on ABC um, Game 6 of the NBA Finals. See, let's give an update of the U.S. Open leaderboard before we catch a break and get to our betting picks. Still three atop the lead. Not a whole lot of movement. The morning flight is just wrapping up. The afternoon flight is just getting going. You got Callum Tarrin, who's three under par. You got David Lingmurth at three under par. You got Rory McIlroy. Uh, notables, you got John Rahm, who's one under par. Colin Morikawa, one under par. Adam Scott, one under par. Kevin Na just started his round. Is two, or is one under par through two. Hideki Matsuyama is finished for the day at even. Xander Schauffele, the same even par. Uh, so that'll be a fun event. We'll give you more of a rundown tomorrow in terms of how everybody shakes out after day one. We'll have maybe a better idea of what that one's going to be looking like. Early Major League Baseball scores from what is going to be kind of a matinee getaway day. You got Boston and Oakland. They're just underway in the bottom of the first inning. Um, zero to zero. Boston got out of the first inning clean, and now they're batting 
in, or got out of the top of the first inning clean there, batting in the bottom half, trying to get an early run or two against an Oakland team that is just a nightmare. The A's were once such a proud organization making the playoffs every year, money ball and the low dollar, you know, no payroll team. <laughs> now they're just a mess. <laughs> they're 21 and 43. They don't have a lot to hang their hat on. Kind of a yucky situation out there for the A's. But anyway, let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll get you some betting picks, some things that we hope are winners for you all today in the wide world of Vegas. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this timeout. When your blood pressure is high and your amperage is low, have your batteries charged here and watch yourself go on the Rage and Cajun, 1600 AM and 102.7 FM. It's the Ram. Make the switch event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Cola, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Got a little breaking high school news for you. We've been talking about it enough here on the show. I guess the universe spoke it into existence and gave us some finality. Shelly Vadros, 
the athletic director at Central Lafouche, is going to be the interim head football coach at Central Lafouche. And then I asked him in the text message, I said, all right, Pop, does that mean you're going to just be leading the summer or does it mean you're going to be you know, running the team throughout the season? And he said, nope, uh, I'm going to be coaching the team throughout the season. And then they'll reevaluate at the end of the year and see where things shake out. So Coach Vedros will be the new interim head football coach at Central Lafouche. So those kids now get some direction and get some idea of where things are going to shake itself out. And uh, we certainly hope Coach Vedros could, uh, you know, provide a little stability to a group that so desperately needs it. So good on him for stepping up and uh, trying to fix that situation. Let's get you guys some betting picks here, then we'll get out of here. It's been a good show. I want to thank Stan Gravoff for his time. I want to thank James Schilling for his time. And then certainly, as, as we always do, thank you all for for listening. And, you know, our downloads and everything have been all pretty good. So it's been, uh, it's been good to see the growth. It's been good to see the growth. And uh, we can't wait to get through the summer and into the fall and, you know, really kind of dig into the meat and potatoes. We never had a football season here, right? Uh, we started this show right at the end of the last football season. We started the show, I remember, like in like late December of last year, in between, you know, Christmas and New Year's. I remember having the meetings with Truck, and we we're like, oh, you do you want to just start it on New Year's? And he's like, heck no, we want to start right now. So we dove in. It was like December 27th or something like that, random time. Maybe it was, maybe it was before Christmas. Maybe it's December 20th or something like that. Um, but we got rolling right as football season was ending. And now we're looking forward to, you know, having a football season to cover and break down some scores and got so much planned. So we look forward to that. But anyway, betting picks for today. Um, the first one on the list is I like the Phillies to cover the run line today against the nationals. The nationals are awful. I watched them the last three days play my Braves, not only are they bad talent-wise, they're bad body language-wise. Like They're a mix of veteran guys with young guys. The young guys aren't altogether talented, and the veteran guys hate that they're on a 23-42 and 42 team and don't want to be there. They're making fundamental mistakes. They're not interested. They're not hustling. They're really bad. And the reason why I like this play so much is twofold. One, the Nationals' bullpen is shot to hell because Atlanta in the last three games has, has worn them out and has gotten deep into their bullpen and has carved them like a turkey. And they're going to need those guys today because Patrick Corbin is on the mound for Washington. He is not any good. He's got an ERA of 6.65, a whip of 1.73, and they're facing Zach Wheeler, who is very good, got an ERA below three. The Phillies are going to come in. They're going to score a bunch. The Nationals aren't going to be able to score a bunch, and I think that the Phillies cover the run line in this one and take care of business. I also like the Angels today to win and cover the minus 125 money line against the Mariners. Otani is throwing today for Los Angeles. They usually get a little shot in the arm when he's on the mound. Um, And I think that this one's also going to be big for Los Angeles because they have an 11-game road losing streak. Remember, they had that big, long, nasty 14-15 game losing streak. <clears throat> they finally snapped that, but they still have a big road losing streak that I think will be the next monkey that they want to get off of their back. Playing Seattle today, it's near even money. The Angels are just a slight favorite. I think there's good value in them today with the great Otani on the mound throwing for Los Angeles. Then the last one I got comes from the NBA Finals. I'm not touching the game itself. But I will touch over five and a half points for Kavon Looney. <clears throat> and I know you're going to say, well, 
That's not a good bet. Kavon Looney you know, has been benched. He's not even in the starting lineup right now for Golden State. He gets in there. He plays hard. He rebounds. He hustles. And he gets cheap offense. And more important than that, like a lot of role players are guys that um, don't travel well. A lot of times the reason why home court advantage is so prevalent in a playoff series is not based on what the stars do. Curry and Tatum and Kevin Durant and James Harden and LeBron James and you know all these great players, they're going to play the same home and away. It's the role players, it's the lesser guys that play much better at home than on the road. Looney's an exception to that. He's not afraid because he's been in the situation so many times. He's not afraid to compete and play at a high level on road games. I think he's going to get a couple of cheap putbacks, maybe a free throw or two. I think he's going to get seven, eight points and go over that five and a half total. Let's put a pin in it right here. Let's wrap up. We'll be back the same time tomorrow for our end of the week show. Can't believe I'm even saying that. It feels like it was just Monday, uh, 20 minutes ago. This week has flown by. But we've got our Friday regulars. We should have Chandler on. We're going to try to get Damien on. And we'll try to partner up and do some stuff uh, to honor the Special Olympics of, of wonderful uh, athletes who we recognized earlier in the show as well. So it's play-by-play signing off and wrapping up, hoping you all have a wonderful rest of the day. This is Casey Justclair wishing you a great Thursday. May God bless you and your families. We'll be back tomorrow. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.